When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am content creator Claudine Francois and the founder of In Good Clean Taste. I am dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs design a healthy lifestyle by incorporating healthy, delicious tools, tips, and resources that empower their inner and outer game. Every episode, my featured guest and I share our healthy, delicious lifestyle journey on my globally recognized show, Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode for Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. You are absolutely going to love today's guest. She has so much great information to share, and she has a wonderful gift for our Healthy Delicious Lifestyle community, so be sure to stick around until the end. And as an aside, if you are ever interested in learning more about me, my products, and my services, you can always check that out at ingoodcleantaste.com. So today's episode, today's topic is how to pick delicious foods that fight fatigue with Kylie Pinwell. Oh my gosh, who doesn't want to fight fatigue? Who doesn't want to eat healthy, delicious foods that give you more energy? And I'm going to bring her up from the green room in a minute. But first, let me tell you about this amazing woman. Okay. So Kylie is a clinical nutritionist, speaker, and host of the Hormone Hub podcast, with over 20 years experience in the health and fitness industry. Okay, powerhouse. She works with women in their 40s and 50s and beyond who are feeling lethargic, struggling with weight gain, bloating, hot flashes, and she helps them balance their hormones and reset their metabolism so they can feel happier and more confident in their own skin because who doesn't want that, am I right? She does not believe in crash diets, thank goodness, She does not believe in counting calories or spending time on a treadmill, and she absolutely rejects the idea that being healthy means missing out on fun, right? Because life is too short. After battling with her thyroid, fighting a losing battle with her metabolism, and constantly feeling exhausted and living in denial about getting older and approaching menopause, she has hit 50 and is feeling better than ever, right? What an amazing lady. Let us bring her up. You can meet her yourself. You'll know what I'm talking about. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Claudine. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Super excited. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, you are speaking my language. I cannot wait to hear all the wonderful things you have to say. And the first thing I'm going to ask you is what I ask all my guests which is what does a healthy, delicious lifestyle mean to you? That's a great question. (laughs) I think to me, it just means doing most of the good things most of the time. So instead of, you know, holding this, you know, we have to be perfect to be healthy, you know, we can't Mm. ever have fun and we can't ever, you know, eat pizza or drink wine or do anything like that. It's, you know, healthy living is about being consistent. 
So yes, you can go off and do those things, but then you fall back on the good habits. And it's when you do those good habits consistently, that's where you can, you know, maintain, um, you know, a healthy weight. You can have lots of energy. You can have vitality, um, you know, rather than this all or nothing kind of approach that the diet industry has put on us. So um, yeah, definitely consistency over perfection for sure. I love that. And I think it's especially poignant for a lot of women because we have been almost conditioned to believe we have to be a hundred percent all the time. We have to strive for perfection. If we aren't Wonder Woman, then what are we, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, there's so much guilt and shame, you know, around food and, you know, and which is crazy because when you look at other cultures and the way they eat, food is the connector with everyone whereas I think you know western sort of you know I know certainly in the states certainly in Australia you know we've got this idea of you know all these foods that are bad for us and whenever we have them we've fallen off a wagon and it's we beat ourselves up and it's just crazy yes and yes I'm saying yes with like a little bit of a hesitation because I know there are certain foods for me that if I do decide to indulge like I am really not loving life because they just have the negative impact on me oh 100 and it's not <laughs> what works for your body and we're all different yeah. you know we That's are all different. so yeah yeah now i always yeah. say to clients you know choose foods that energize you and lift you up and make you feel lighter and and good mm-hmm. that are going to make you feel heavy and lethargic and bloated they're not the right foods for you and um Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all so different. So what works for you might not work for me. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. what we need to remember as well. And I love that mindset. It's basically saying, be good to yourself. Yes. Be kind oh, right. to you. Oh my gosh. Love that. All right. Well, I'm going to get to, so I've given you some questions to answer and you give some fabulous answers. I really want to talk about some of these. So the first thing you had mentioned that you wanted to share was that stress can leave us feeling fatigued, cranky, gaining weight, and not sleeping all without us even realizing it. And I love that you were saying this because the women in my community are mostly high powered, high stress, like get it all done. Like it doesn't really matter if I'm tired, I'm going to push through, you know, take care of all the things for all the people. Yes. And they feel like they're doing it's almost like a guilty thing if they aren't doing all the things for all the people. So help them realize what is it about stress? It's actually that putting the pressure on themselves is so counterproductive to the energy they so badly need. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sort of what happens is, you know, we are very capable and I think we're too capable, you know, and it comes to our detriment. So we, we're very good at, you know, And I think the women I sort of work with in their sort of 40s, 50s, you know, and even like 30s and 60s as well, you know, we've got sort of kids and they they can be little kids, they can be young adults, they still need us. Or, and you know, I think as as mums we want to make sure everybody is happy, we're people pleasers, you know, we're Mm -hmm. in 
careers. We might run our own business, you know, so that puts a demand on us. Our parents are getting older. So our role that we play with our parents changes. And, you know, in between times, we're putting our hand up to cook the sausages at the barbecue, you know, on the weekend at the soccer match. And you know, we're taking on all these things because we can. But what happens with stress is if we sort of think of stress is like the, the main controller and our stress response, you know, it's designed to keep us safe. So if we're driving in traffic and someone in front of us slams the brakes on, our stress response gets us to slam the brakes on so we don't have an accident. So that's the way it's supposed to work. But when we are living this busy life that we push through, we push through, we've got these elevated levels of stress hormones that we don't even realise. And, you know, how it sort of starts to impact our health is if you sort of think of, you know, our stress response is designed to, you know, we're being chased by a bear, pardon me, so we need to get up and we need to run away from that bear. So our stress response gets us moving. So we get that initial rush of adrenaline. But then, you know, we don't need to stop and poop behind a bush if we're being chased by the bear. So our digestive system shuts down. We don't need to, you know, get a bit frisky with the other guy running from the bear. So we're not going to stop behind the bush for a quickie with the, the nice-looking guy. <laughs> so our libido is gone, you know. So our, yes. our libido shuts down. We don't need to have a baby. So our, it starts to impact our cycle and our fertility. Um, we can't sleep because we don't know where that bear is. So we're sleeping with one eye open. So we're, we're tired because we're not getting deep, restful sleep. And, you know, we're just generally anxious because who knows where that bear is. And then what a lot of women start to notice, the first thing is why am I putting on weight? Why, why, why is this? I've never had a belly before. I've never had carried weight around my middle before. Where is this coming from? So if we are being chased by the bear. We've just run from our cave with our big fridge. We're running away from our beautiful big fridge and we don't know if there's going to be a fully stocked fridge at our next cave. So our body kind of goes, oh, you know, I'm just going to hold on to what she had for dinner last night. (laughs) And, you know, when we sort of do these crazy things, like when we're doing long fasting and when we're fasting can be great, but when when we're already in that stress state and we start doing 16-hour fast, 20-hour fasts, you know, we're already in that stress state. So our body just goes, she's not feeding us. We don't know where that fridge is. We're going to hold on to everything she ate. So it's kind of, you know, women start eating less and less, cutting back their food, cutting back their calories, doing crazy long fasts, cutting out their carbs. And when all of those things can be beneficial, but when you're in a stress state, they can absolutely backfire. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, women come to, I guess, us as nutritionists going, I'm putting on weight and I don't know why, nothing's changed. And that's, you know, we, we link it back to mm-hmm. every time. I feel like this is like one of those healthy, delicious lifestyle moments right there because what you're saying, what I hear you saying is that the stress response is impacting our body, not only in the obvious ways that we're stressed out and we're probably screaming at our kids, spouses, yeah. Whoever's in the way. <laughs> yeah, you probably know it's not impact, you know, like we're not getting the best sleep when we're stressed, but it is impacting our metabolism. Yes. It's basically impacting our whole hormone. Yeah. Like group of hormones, yeah. right? It's impacting because all those hormones are our little messengers telling our body to do certain things. And like yeah. the communication is stopped. Yeah. It's like all you need to do is survive. 
Yeah, and they're all connected, our hormones. So we don't just, one hormone is out. It's all of them. So if we've got cortisol bouncing around our body, it's going to impact our thyroid, which is our metabolism. It's going to impact our, you know, sex hormones, which impact our fertility and our cycle. And, you know, if you go through perimenopause and menopause, it's going to impact your digestion. It's going to impact everything. So, yeah, it's it's really, I think, um, you know, we all sort of wear busy as a like a badge of honour. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so, you know, got all these things on. But really, is it that good for us? No, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, you know what I loved what you said about how so many women, they're, they're packing on this extra, this extra fat in the middle, which is because it's the most, it's so accessible over there, right? The body's putting it there because it's like, oh, I can grab that easy. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they compensate by fasting or doing the no carb, low carb thing, or they, they go on all these diets, which is actually stressing their bodies even more. Even more. Yeah. So what I love to do with my women who are coming to me for weight loss, I say, wait, first we got to work on your stress. That is the first, like we can't do any of this other stuff until you are in a not stressed yeah. state. Cause I always say a stressed yeah. body will not lose weight. So you are speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Yeah. So women don't try to diet. <laughs> if you're stressed out, work on your stress response. All right. If we're going to tell you anything. So I, I cannot tell you how much I love this next thing that you said. Our blood results and our doctor can tell us that everything is normal, yet we feel anything but normal. Yeah. Let's talk about this because so yeah, yeah, many yeah. women have come to me saying, well, my blood work came back normal. I guess I don't have a hormone imbalance. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me what your experience is here. So this, I think, is a global issue. So, you know, I'm in Australia. I have clients in the US, Canada, UK, New Zealand. You know, it's a global thing. All right. So what has happened? So think of it. We only go for blood work when we don't feel well. So the people having blood work done are people who already aren't feeling that great. So, and the way they measure the, the blood work is it's on a, a bell curve. So we, you know, I think we all have that at school. So, you know, the, 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 most of the people are in the middle here in this bell curve. And then what's happened like over time is the normal ranges are getting wider and wider and wider. So you can have, you can be sitting on the outside of this normal range and that's why everything is normal because technically you're in the normal range. And when you go outside that normal range, then, you know, you've got something medically that they can diagnose you with. And then, you know, there's generally a drug or, a, you know, something to match that diagnosis. All right. Mm -hmm. While you're sort of on the outside of that normal range, that's why you feel like rubbish because you're not in that optimal range. So, that you know, I sort of like look at where you are so this is optimal this is where you feel well and you are well and then when you're on the outside of that optimal range you're still normal but you know you're far from optimal so what we want to do and one of my one of my all-time medical favorite sayings is oh uh, it's borderline we'll just wait and see <laughs> and like seriously <laughs> things don't better on their own like if you don't make any changes nothing changes so no, before, your car doesn't automatically get better if the warning lights on so why would your body exactly exactly so what are we waiting for we're waiting yes. 
for you to slide outside, get a diagnosable medical condition that then can be, you know, matched with a pharmaceutical. So we really don't want that for you. What we want to do is like, okay, how do we work you? How do we work it so we get you back in that optimal range? And this could be, you know, this could be your iron levels. It could be your liver function. It could be your thyroid markers. Don't even get me started on those. (laughs) um, You know, like any of your blood work that comes back, you know, there's a lot we can do nutritionally. There's a lot we can do with food, um, you know, to get you back into that optimal range where you feel well, you are well, you've got loads of energy, you know, you feel great, you know, rather than taking that wait and see approach because in my experience that generally never ends well. Yeah, that's like, like a, that's a mocktail moment right there. It's going yeah. <laughs> to, I want to highlight one of the things you said, which is this range of people taking the test is what's considered normal. So really it's basically the average of all the people taking the test yeah. If you're outside that average of all these people who already feel awful anyway. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's normal. It is normal for you to feel awful. I know. And when we think about that, like it's crazy, but, you know, oh, it is what it is and it just seems to be how they do it globally. And I, I'm, I think that's where a lot of women, when they realise that, and they're like, ah, so I'm not optimal. So that's why I feel rubbish. And... And I think the great shame of it is so many women feel dismissed or unheard by, you know, the the Mm -hmm. medical practitioner that they've been to see. And, you know, like because they don't have any answers, they don't have, they walk out of there just going, well, is it all in my head? Am I going crazy? Am I, what do I, you know, or you get the the great, you know, oh, you just need a holiday (laughs) or just lose some weight. From- or just take this pill forever. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Band-Aid approach. I love the Band-Aid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. That's- so I want to touch on one of the things you said, which is about the foods. Now, you have a wonderful gift for our viewers slash listeners. So I'm really excited to talk about that. Um, it is really just this great um, guide to help women find foods that are going to help them with their hormones, which will help them fight fatigue. And there are a few things that I just pulled out. Now, There, for those of you listening slash watching, there's so much in here. We are only going to talk about like two or three things. So just know that this guide is absolutely worth it. And it's absolutely free to you all. So thank you, Kylie. That is really sweet. Um, so one thing, because this is one thing that I love to talk about is like, when you're trying to feel satiated, when you're trying to find other options of things to eat, finding simple swaps for healthy fats can make a huge difference in energy levels. And one of the things that you mentioned is tahini. And the reason why I want to highlight tahini is I don't think a lot of Americans use tahini. I mean, there are certainly some that do. I'm not saying nobody does. But I'd love to hear what some of your favorite uses are for tahini, like what it is, what's great about it, and how you use it that you can incorporate it into your meals. Yeah, yeah. So... It's probably one of my favourites. So I switched out peanut butter for tahini oh, a few years ago now and I would never go back, you know. <laughs> but, so essentially tahini is ground sesame seeds 
And the beautiful thing about the the sesame seeds is they are really high in calcium and they're really, there's a a really bioavailable source of calcium in tahini. So it tastes delicious, but it's also giving you, you know, like valuable nutrients. So it's high in, you know, what we call our healthy fats. It's high, you know, it's got protein in there. It's got fiber in there um, and it tastes really yummy. So some of the things I, you know, do with tahini, so I use it, you know, I will have it like peanut butter sometimes. <laughs> um, but I also use it, um, you can make hummus with it. Um, I One of my favourites is a quick salad dressing. So, you know, a couple of spoonfuls of Greek yogurt, a couple of spoonfuls of tahini, some lemon juice, some garlic, and you mix it together. And mm. like I can eat that by the spoonful, you know, it's... Well, it's good. So, yeah, so there's lots of different things that you can use tahini and I think when you get creative and sort of start using it, like where would I use peanut butter or nut butter? Where would I, could I use it in a dressing? Could I use it as a spread? Could I use it, you know, with other things? So it's delicious, you know, with eggs and um, uh, eggs on um, like rice crackers, you know, things like that as well. So mm, I love that. Favorite I've actually, there was, I went through like a period where I was using it a lot in baked goods. So I would yeah. do like, you know how people do peanut butter cookies? I yeah. would do tahini chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, yeah. I would do energy balls with them. Yeah. Um, I even made these like chocolate and instead of peanut butter, tahini butter bars, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can swap it out for anywhere where you, um, yeah, swap it out for anywhere you would use a nut butter easily. And it's nut free. So if people have a nut issue, it's yeah. a great substitute or even like a peanut issue. It's a great yeah. way to avoid that, but still have that, that texture. And like you said, the protein, the healthy fats. Um, so yeah. And I love tahini dressing. So yes. what you said about the garlic and the lemon juice, and I'm like, yes, I'll put yeah. it over a roasted vegetable salad or golden. golden yeah. yeah. Or even over, you know, like steamed vegetables to have it over like steamed greens and things like that. It's delicious. Oh, yum. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. With lamb, uh, yeah, it's so many uses. <laughs> so good. Now, here's another one that I don't know that a lot of people use. We put this on our salad in our shakes, but I'd love to hear how you use either hemp seeds or some people call them hemp hearts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you like these uh, about? Yeah. These? What I love about hemp seeds, hemp hearts, is they're a complete source of protein. Mm-hmm. So for our, you know, if you're sort of vegetarian, vegan, so all our plant-based eaters, or if you're looking at, you know, incorporating more plant-based meals, um, a lot of plant-based proteins don't have all of your amino acids, whereas your hemp hearts or your hemp seeds do. So they contain all of those amino acids. So they're a full protein powerhouse. They also contain the healthy fats and fiber as well. So you're really getting nutritionally a lot of bang for your buck when you eat these. Um, you can have these, yeah, as you said, you can have them on salads. You can have them on, you know, in smoothies, in shakes. We, you know, quite often I'll make a big sort of like a batch of nuts, seeds, you know, almost like a gran- muesli granola sort of mm. mix. And I'll have hemp seeds and oh, hemp hearts in there as well. So really versatile you can use them in baking um you know so in place of you know ground almonds or ground nuts or anything like that as well and again you know sort of low allergenic so if you can't eat nuts or you've got a family member that can't eat nuts these are a really good substitute as well 
I love that. There's so many great uses for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So good. So before I talk about this next thing, um, I wanted to talk about the, the general topic of it, which is fermented foods, because sometimes you say fermented foods and people are like, oh, I don't want to eat anything fermented. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, you like wine. <laughs> um, but like for a healthy gut, which if you don't have a healthy gut, you're probably not going to have great energy. Fermented yep. foods are great. And so people probably know about sauerkraut or kimchi, which is like my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, but they probably don't know about some of the other ones. So can you tell us a little bit about why fermented foods are good for our, well, for everything? Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll talk about the one that I picked. Yeah, so there's a lot in the media and then has been for the last couple of years about gut health. And what we're starting to recognise, what the research is starting to recognise is the benefits of, you know, our gut microbiome or basically our gut bacteria. So we all have healthy bacteria and we, you know, and then there's the not so healthy. So what we want to do is make sure that we're, we're getting more and more of the, you know, the healthy forms. And, you know, we don't need to take a supplement. We don't need to take a pill. We can get it from foods. And something like, um, and sorry, what the, the good gut bugs do is they help our immune response so they help support our immune system which you know as we know over the last couple of years is kind of important um we helps our mental health so you know all of our neurotransmitters and our hormones and our you know like the the um the little things that give our brain the messages to be happy to be joyful to be you know reduce our anxiety it all comes from our gut and I think we can all relate to you know if we're going for a job interview or we've got a big client meeting you know the butterflies in the stomach you know that's our gut talking and we don't connect that so it's you know the research is still you know ongoing with this so the benefits of looking after our gut health are huge um, one thing I would say though if this is if fermented foods and in introducing fermented foods is new to you go slow <laughs> because you too much of a you can get too much of a good thing so so go slow so a beautiful way of sort of um starting is with something like the the miso paste um and i think you know we were going to head head into that <laughs> so this is sort of one of my favorites and for a couple of reasons so it's a great snack you know mm -hmm. and i like a couple of spoonfuls of that in hot water mix it together it's a beautiful it's filling you're getting those good fermented um you know they're live bugs essentially and that's what we want we want those good gut bugs so you know you can't see them it's all fine <laughs> it's okay well our body isn't our body like more percentage wise isn't it like more of these bacteria than like actual human cells <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely but it freaks people out so. right, right, right the good ones yeah the good ones uh have we frozen i think i've uh oh, oh. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. We're back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this and what I found with clients is for people who have sugar cravings, this is because we've got the, the different tastes. So we've got sweet, sour, salty. What's the other one? <laughs> sour, salty. Uh, I don't For some reason, well, the umami is what I'm thinking of. With umami, yeah. Sour, so this, sour? Yeah. There's five, and then umami. So whatever the four <laughs> is. So you've got 
Secondly is, you know, it comes into, so all of these sort of fermented foods sort of hit that umami taste center. So what we've sort of played with with clients is, you know, for my clients, you get that three o'clock sugar craving or that three o'clock salt craving, either or this umami just hits the nail on the head for both. So it just sort of gives us that flavour satisfaction. And it also comes down to like being mindful of what you're eating, sit there, taste it, savour it, so your brain registers that you've had it. So it's easy to go off and kind of like wolf down a chocolate bar and we don't even register that we've eaten it. It's gone before we know it. Whereas to sit and actually taste this, let it sit in your mouth, enjoy it. Like, and it tastes really nice. You know, if it's if you're new to it, it could be a bit weird, but it actually, um, you know, and this is for all of our fermented foods, I think it's just got that that taste um, sort of sensation that satisfies those those cravings and satisfies that that kind of like urge that we have. Um, so it's a practice to, you know, break those habits of the sweet things, but this is a really good place to, to start as well, so. I absolutely love that you mentioned the really quick and easy miso soup because I have noticed that in times, especially I'll say in luteal phase, so like the week before my cycle, if I'm stressed out and, you know, I'm starting to get that, that, that PMS headache, right, right back here, the tension headache. If I have that cup of miso soup that you mentioned, it will often get rid of the headache. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's like, I don't even need to take Tylenol. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's sort of got a couple of actions, like because it's sort of sitting down and you're actually sitting down, it's the ritual of making it, and then you're sitting down, so you're relaxing and then you're sipping it. And it's, mm-hmm. I think, you know, like who knows, is it the miso? Is it the, the ritual of, of doing it? But either way, it works, so highly recommend. Yes, and like anything, drinking anything warm just feels comforting. I mean, I will often use miso as a, a way to flavor soups that just need a little bit of oomph. You yes. know, I'll, I'll um, whisk it in a, like, I'll take yes. some of the, the soup water out. I'll whisk in the miso because otherwise it gets clumpy in the soup, right? Yes. And put it back in. It yes. just gives it this extra je ne sais quoi. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. And also, too, I like doing it because it's summer here in Australia. So I like putting um, some miso on, you know, like chicken breasts or even on fish and then baking that in the oven. And that miso flavor goes through the through the chicken or through the fish and it's delicious we just had miso glazed salmon the other night it was so good i use coconut sugar some um tamari which is the gluten-free soy sauce you could use coconut aminos and a little bit of water and then you put it on a glaze and then you broil this Perfect. Yeah. I know, I know. One of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Well, for anyone who wants to know more about hormone healthy foods, this is the free gift. I will put the link in the show notes. But Kylie has very, very graciously agreed to give this to our community for free. So you definitely need to check it out because we have only talked about a very small fraction of the items in here. <laughs> and I know that we could talk all day long about all this, but because <laughs> um, like, like you have so much good information and I am so so thrilled to have that you are here that you're able to share this with us and I just I thank you so much for getting oh. up early <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure my pleasure and thank you everyone thank you Claudine for having me and thank you everyone for watching it's been it's been really fun so I'll put you in the green room don't go anywhere I'll be right back <laughs> 
So thank you. Oh, wow. Wasn't she amazing? So like, I knew you guys were going to like her. I knew you were going to get so much out of that conversation because wow, we talked about a ton, right? So I'm definitely going to put that information in the show notes. You can check out the goodies. Definitely grab her free hormone healthy foods guide. That's going to be awesome. And thank you so much for joining me. Now, I want you to remember and think about how are you going to create a healthy, delicious lifestyle for yourself today. Until then, join me for another episode of Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central. And until then, have a healthy, delicious day. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products, and services at ingoodcleantaste.com. Be sure to join me for another episode every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific or 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on my globally recognized show, Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.